sense. Right, right. Where um, there wasn't as many restrictions as there are in America. Um, you know, grew, I grew up in the countryside in a town called Tomazo. And um, I grew up with cows, goats, you know, chickens, you name it. I grew up with all types of farms. Right. So, you know, coming to America for me was a culture shock. But in the the realm of the culture shock was when I came to America, that's when hip hop was really hitting. It's, it's, you know, it was really hitting. And, right. you know, we was going from the late 80s to the early 90s. And that's when the shift in hip hop changed. And, you know, as a young shorty, you know, seeing what I seen in the streets and, you know, on my block, you know, I wanted to be like the dope boys. You know, right. You know, they, uh, we all did. Yeah, we all did. You know, you remember, you remember they had the velour suits, you know, it was either Dita, yeah. Sergio Techies, you know, they, yeah. they had the bucket hats, you know, the dookie chains, you know, the gold BBS. You know, so, you know, in those days, that's what I had aspired to be. But growing up in household, that was tough. You know, right. To my parents, you know, I'm not gonna say we grew up poor, but because my parents worked their ass off to make sure we had, you know, to make sure right. we had food on our But it was but it was a struggle. Yeah, it was a struggle. You know what I mean? The struggle was real. But right. you know, the, the problem was that, you know, growing up, I was fighting I was fighting two realms. I was fighting the realm of growing up in a um Caribbean household and I was fighting the realm of wanting to be Americanized. And be like the American kids. Because I remember coming to America and how kids used to call me Haitian booty scratcher, Haitian body odor. And the funny thing about it, it was kids who were Haitian. Word. You know what I mean? I kid you not. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. It was kids who were Haitian. Funny thing about it, these were the same kids. I was going to their house for these house parties. You remember when we were young, they used to dress us up in suits, Word. all suited and booty to go to these house parties. Ready to go to a house party, man. <laughs> You trying to go play and have fun? You got a suit on. You got a suit on, like work suit. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, you know, one thing's for sure. I'm always proud of my culture. You know what I mean? I would never, I would, I would never change what happened in the past. Cause, right. If it wasn't what happened in the past, I wouldn't be the man I am today. Very you true. I'm saying so. You know, you know, trying to balance between the the American culture and my Haitian culture. It was tough in itself, but as I grew older, I was able to blend them together. Okay. Because okay. you remember back in the days, it was a stigma to be Haitian. It was taboo yeah. to be Haitian. It sure was. It was taboo. It sure was. It sure was. You know what I mean? It felt like Whitecliffe put us on the map when he really didn't, but it just felt that way. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree with that statement because... Before Wyclef, I'm not saying there weren't any notable Haitians within American society, but who did we know entertainment-wise other other than Wyclef, you know? I mean, nah, really think we about didn't know, it. We, we didn't know nobody. I know... Um, but the thing is, it's not to say that there weren't any. There were many within entertainment, within politics, within uh, 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 science within law, you name it. There were many, but we didn't know of them. But, you know, let, 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 let's be frank, King. Haiti's been on the map since 1803. If you oh, yes, be, most definitely. Oh, yes. You know I'm I mean? a proud Haitian, and I love it, and I love to hear that. You know oh, what I mean? Yes. Being the first black republic back in November 18, 1803, and it made it official January 1st, 1804, like, right. you know what I mean? We've been on the map. The problem right. was that what I truly feel is that 
America holds a grudge against us. Because what we did, what our ancestors did as slaves to right. gain independence, that was taboo at that time. And not only that, to conquer, to conquer Napoleon, who was an emperor, who was going from country to country and taking over. You know what, King? King, King, let's pump the brakes real fast. Hold on, hold on. No problem, no problem. I see where you're going. Yeah, I know. You know what? <laughs> let's save that for a little bit later or for let that be another topic. Yeah, all right, cool, let, cool. Let, let, let's stay on track. Let's stay on track, King. <laughs> I was about to get my history. Because you know what? I'm, I'm, I, look, listen here, brother. I'm fi- I was feeling where you were going. I was feeling where you were going. It, it, I was feeling so much so I got goosebumps right away. And I know just how deep that topic can be for us Haitians. And not just for us Haitians, just for the the black people in general. The people that were enslaved for the 400 years that they were enslaved. You know what I mean? That is a very touchy topic. And I'm not saying that we cannot speak on it, but let's save that for a little bit later or, or, or another 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 podcast. You no, get what I'm, I'm saying? Because I, I, I want you to impound on that. I want you to go deep on that. But oh, no, at the same time, we have to respect our topic. You know what I mean? You know, but so, you know, so, I said all that to say um, for the right. fact that, you know, knowing our history, you know, I was always proud to be Haitian, a Haitian kid. So no matter what people felt about me, you know what I mean? I, I never really cared. Don't get me wrong. It did hurt me at times, but right, right. in the back of my mind, I knew where I came from. So I never allowed it, you know what I mean? To be the, you know, be the end or be all. Right. Well, for me, being born and raised in Brooklyn, you already know, Killer County, King County Hospital, um, being raised in the county of Kings, um, it was different for me. Although I knew of other Haitian boys that were going through the Haitian body odors and the Haitian booty scratchers and all of that. For me, it was quite the opposite because because. I don't know. People knew I was Haitian, but because I was Americanized, because my mom came here at a at a young age, I want to say 14, maybe 13, maybe somewhere around there. Mo? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. So and um, so she was able to No, she was older than that. I'm sorry. She was about 18, 19. I'm sorry. Okay. 18. But anyway, so being that she was here from then and she got to really learn the culture and she really learned the culture because my mom and her sisters went to school out here. My, my aunts, they went to school out here. So they were all pretty much Americanized. So one more than the other, of course, you know, and my mom was the one that was the most Americanized. So in growing up, I grew up with the, uh, what, what's, what's the word I can use? Basically, I grew up with some of the American principles, but then I grew up with strong Haitian morals and principles. You dig what I'm saying? Almost definitely. That's one thing for sure. Your mom would have never let that that principles go to waste. Right, right. Because at the end of the day, like I said, she she came to this country, what, 1819. So at 1819, you have basically 18, 19 years of pounding it into her. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Now she goes somewhere else. So she's not going to just drop everything everything that she was taught all the morals and principles so it was like she put it she now instilled it on me 
So now my grandmother's in America too. My aunts are in America. So these are all the women that are raising me on top of my uncles. Um, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, so basically I heard it. I had never part partook in any of it because I didn't see it as right. But at the end of the day, I never stuck up for anyone that was being teased or being called Haitian booty scratcher. Why? Because being afraid that I would be found out that I was Haitian because for the American born kids, it was some at some t- at some points in times in our lives it was like almost like an embarrassment to say oh yeah I'm Haitian and and people forgive forgive us if we're talking about Haitians because we're Haitian so we can speak of Haitian people but I do know of Trinis that went through it Jamaicans that went through it Hispanics that went through it Fact. you know what I mean so I I know of many people that went through it it's not just us Haitians but we're speaking from a Haitian point of view so um but yeah so to continue. Um, I didn't really stick up for them, you know what I mean? And and being sometimes embarrassed to say, oh, yeah, I'm Haitian. And this went on until, here's the funny thing. This was, it, this would happen in certain places I would be. You know what I mean? Um, when I was in, as you know, we went to private school together. Um, in private school, I had no problem because everybody embraced their culture like it was nothing. Like, this is all we knew. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So I didn't know what public school was like until I got to public school. In high school. You know what I mean? And being in my neighborhood, yeah, my neighborhood was predominantly Haitian. But once I I kind of strayed out of my neighborhood and saw the other cultures and how they were bashing Haitians and how they were talking to Haitians. And, you know, me being a little young buck, I'm kind of scared. Like, yo, what's all this? Like, I'm not saying I'm Haitian. Yeah, I'm American. Oh, no, I'm, a, I'm Jamaican. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, real talk, real talk, real talk. You know what I mean? But then I get to high school now, and it's like now I'm, I'm 14. I'm older. Now I'm paying closer attention to people. I'm paying closer attention to culture. I'm paying closer attention to personalities, characteristics, mannerisms. You understand what I'm saying to you? So because now I'm... I'm older, I'm more mature than I was when I, when, when I was younger. So being that I'm paying attention now, now I'm like, oh, this is how they move. This is how they act. This is how, this is how that goes. This is how that goes. This is how that. So now I'm not going to say it's a culture shock for me because I've been in the culture, but now it's like, okay, it's different here. Like, it's real different here. It's like, because remember when we're in private school, there was structure, there was stay in line. Like you were, it's like your, your parents were in the school with you. You know what I mean? That is true. That is true. You know what I'm saying? So when I got to public school and and I I got to really be free and people really got to speak their minds and, and just talk, however they just speak, however they wanted to speak. Then it was like, yo, 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 yep. (laughs) Okay. This is different. This is not private school anymore. So I almost, I got to the point in my freshman year where I almost turned off the Haitian completely, bro. You know? And when I got to my sophomore year, I was like, oh, hell no. Now I started to come into my own, basically, and to really start to embrace my Haitian culture 
You know what I mean? And um, my mom would always tell me, like, never, ever, may she sleep in peace, never, ever forget who you are. And I'm, I'm pretty sure many people have heard this. Forget who you are, where you come from, where we come from. Because at the end of the day, yeah, you were born in this country, but you're Haitian. Facts. You're 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 not just Haitian, but but it, and and I, I'm never gonna forget what she told me. It goes deeper than that. You're you're African Haitian. Facts. Haitian American. You're African Haitian. And I was and when she told me that, I was like, wow, that's that's cool. You know, I was young. I was like, that's cool. That sounds that sounds awesome. You know what I mean? But I didn't understand where where she was coming from until I got into my adult years. And when I say my adult years, I remember that. I remember that conversation one I remember that conversation with her when I, I think I was about 28 or 29 and I kid you not it plays in my head all the time it plays in my head all the time so growing up Haitian in America growing up Caribbean in America it's different because people outside of our Caribbean cultures because a lot of our Caribbean cultures are very similar but people outside of that always looked at us as though we were aliens like we didn't fit in. Now we, we 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 definitely didn't fit in, and like for me, you know, especially you know when I was coming of age, you know, and then you know when we when we left the private school, and then, right. you know we going to public school, and for me, I was trying to defend these Haitian kids, especially the ones who were just who were just they would just come fresh off the boat. Right. If I seen someone was picking on them, it, it was a wrap for you. What what made it even better? Going going to high school, kids I went to school with in, in the private school, and kids out from my block, mm-hmm. I, I clicked up with the Haitian cats, and we was making a name for ourselves. So now I'm fearless. I'm right, right. That there's no structure, nothing to call me back. So I'm fearless. I'm waiting right. for anything. You got you got something to say about a Haitian? What's up, son? What's up, son? Mm-hmm. You got a problem with Haitians? Like I was I was I was looking for beef on purpose. I would right. start tights on purpose just to <laughs> just to make a name for myself. Right. Because it was like so much pent up anger from the past from right. having to go through the ridicule of being right, a, right, right. of being a Haitian kid. You know what I mean? Now I'm I'm dressing jiggy. I'm jiggy, I'm fly. <laughs> you can't tell you can't tell me Jack. I got my Jordans on deck, got everything on deck. Right, so right. I'm ready for the world. So so in that moment. In that moment, while trying to make a name for myself, you know, the American culture, especially the urban culture, really took a hold of me. Right. And it it it, it, it took it took me places I'm not too I'm not too fond of or proud of, but nonetheless, I had to go through these situations, you know. But you know what kept me alive in those circumstances is my Haitian culture, the way my parents raised me. Because at right. the end of the day, most definitely. At the end of the day, whenever I was about to get into something that I know wasn't right, in the back of my mind, I was always asking myself, like, yo, what would my parents say if I get caught? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What would my parents say if I got caught? So more times than not, there's a lot of situations I avoided because I was afraid I would disappoint my parents. But there was other situations. I'm like, nah, you know, forget that. I'm getting into this. You know, so, you know, as I got older, and you know, you know, learning more, and, and and one thing, one thing that 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 happened was, what a lot of people don't realize, Caribbean people kind of look down on Black Americans. Oh yeah, most definitely. 
and the reason why they look down because to Caribbean people they say, okay, you was born in this country. How come you're not able to, you know, take um, advantage of the opportunities presented to you? Right. Here I am. I just came like five years ago. Now I already have a house. Exactly. <laughs> so, but what what the Caribbean people didn't realize was, for Americans, it's it's systemic. What they're going through is systemic. Right. Exactly. See, hit, hit, see, you just hit it right on the nail, because it's the the fight is different. The hunger is different. I'm coming from another country with nothing. I'm coming here. I'm taking everything. But you have the people that are already here that have been beaten and broken down for years. So basically what happens is the the the, the, the great-great-grandmothers are passing the, the hurt and pains to generations, basically cycles. It's just everything's just repeating itself. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing, though. There's always ways out of everything. Struggle happens to every one of us. You dig what I'm saying? That's a fact. So, struggle happens to every single one of us. But it doesn't mean we beat ourselves up and keep ourselves down. Because as we know, the struggle is really within our minds, within ourselves. It's not with society and the rest of the world. If you say that you can't do it, you're right. You can't do it because you've Put That's what you believe. Mind that you cannot do it. So once you have that set in your mind, I cannot do. So therefore, you will not do. But if, once you have set in your mind, I can do. No matter how many times you fail at it, because you know you can do it, you're gonna keep on trying until you do it, until you succeed, until you get to that mountaintop, until you re- hit that goal that you've been working on hitting. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long it takes you because you have I can, I will do, I will make it. Guess what? It happens. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. And like, you know, growing up and seeing these American kids and, you know, get, you know, interacting with them. Right. I, I started to become more empathetic towards them because there was at one point I used to look at them with disdain, with disregard. But what I didn't understand, I didn't. Very understand, true. I didn't understand the bigger picture, what they was going through. Because you got to right. realize, you got to realize, us Caribbean people, we so proud. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're so proud, and our pride becomes cockiness or egotistical. And oh sense, yeah, you know. So my thinking was, I used to tell myself, I'm a Caribbean man. Why, if I feel this way about them, why am I trying to adopt their culture? Mm-hmm. I have no right to feel some way about them if I'm in love with their culture. Right. You know what I mean? So how can I look at them bad? Right. You know, so I had a, I had a, I had a, you know, do, do reflection within myself and ask myself, like, come on, kid, you can't be, you can't be judging them because they're not, they're not doing what, they're not capable of doing what you're doing. They can, but sometimes they've been, they've been, they've been mentally abused for so long it's become a repetitive system from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. So for them to break that generational curse is not easy. But I want to say it's not to say that we're singling out a people, a group of people, or saying that one group of people is better than the next. 
No, that's true. Well, because what we're sim- what, 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 what we're simply saying here, folks, is that um, so basically, when you're constantly being beaten, torn down, told you were nothing, told you are nothing, you cannot make it. We're talking about the system here, and the system constantly putting hurdles in your way to keep you from getting to keep you from gaining, to keep you from winning. It then becomes, oh, I'm not going to be able to get it. Because after a while, what they, what happens now is that you, you, you're beaten up for so long that you really start to think the way they want you to think. Some people can overcome that way of thinking. Some people can't. It's the way of life. It happens. You know, but for a Caribbean person, not just a Haitian person, for a person coming from another country that has nothing and wants to come to this country and do better for themselves, for their family, the hunger is different. The it drive is. is different. It is. The taste for success is different. Because you, you know wanna, what I'm saying to you? You want to take care I've of people seen, back home. I've seen how, I've seen where people have, other cultures outside of being American, how they come to this country and and really bust their humps. I mean, bro, King, you've seen it with your mother. I've seen it with my mom. I've seen it with my grandmother. I've seen it with my aunts. I've seen it with other friends' mothers. And and even recently, hearing hearing a special person's uh, story or, uh, of her mother, you know what I mean? Like even hearing hers, like it's like yo, it like. The hunger is different. The drive is different. Not saying that an American person cannot do it because they can. I've seen it. But everyone has different drives. Everyone has different whys. Everyone has different reasons as to why they're motivated, why they're going hard. That is true. But we just think the foreign people just think that, not the foreign people, a lot of people, period. People, period. I don't know how much. It could be a very little amount. It could be a very large amount. I don't know. I don't know the numbers, but people do think that. Like, people that are born in this country or people that are from this country don't take advantage of all the opportunities as, like foreigners do. But we're talking about Caribbeans here. But, yeah. Man, I, 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 could, say, I could say this. Now knowing what I know now, like if if only you know if only Caribbean people and American people can embrace one another, because at the end of the day we 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 all in the same struggle because life is a struggle. Well, you know what? I wanna I wanna pump the brakes on that one right there because I kind of disagree with what you're saying because. I see and I've witnessed and I've been around people that American people that's that are embracing Caribbean people. At check this out. My son's mom, she's American, born and raised, family from down south. They're American. And they embrace me, you know, you know, and I embrace them. They embrace my family. I embrace my family embraces their family. So, you know, and we get along fine. Well, I mean, we're no longer together. You know what I mean? But we get along great. 
I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there are culture clashes, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? There's some things that I taught her from my culture that she's taking on and she uses and vice versa. No, but the, what, what, what I'm trying to really say is that more times mm-hmm. than not, there's a there's a misunderstanding. There's mm-hmm. miscommunication between between cultures in a sense. Because mm-hmm. like what I like to tell, I, what I always tell black people, I tell black people like whenever whenever I'm um, Haitian, not Haitian Flag Day, but um, Haitian Independence Day come around, I tell all black people, you Haitian for today, you Haitian. And the reason why I, I, I tell them that is that. Um, there, there are many, um, there are many historical black icons like the, um, the Frederick Douglasses, the, um, W.E. Du Bois, right. the, um, Marcus Garvey's, you know, so on and so forth. I have a book. I forgot the titles of the book, but in this book, it, it has all these historical icons and they all have, um, passages or they wrote, um, memos or poems. And in each of their poems, they all talk about Haiti. And the reason why they spoke on Haiti, because while they was going through slavery, Haiti was gaining independence. Right. But to them, they felt that they gained independence due to the fact that they seen their brothers in Haiti was conquering the French. So they they rejoiced in the victory, in Haiti's victory. So mm-hmm. to them, that was their victory. In their minds, that was their victory. Right. In their minds, like the Haitian Revolution inspired like the Nat Turners, the Denmark VCs, and so on and so forth. Most definitely. It you sure know? did. So it sure I, I, did. I just say I just say that to say, as a Haitian man, yeah, I've embraced the, the American culture because I I grew up in America. I grew up in America more than I grew up in Haiti. But does that stop me from being Haitian? No, it doesn't stop me. Definitely not. So at the end at the end of the day, both cultures are embedded in me. So you know it's it's it's, it's safe to say you know what I mean I can I can sympathize with an American the same way I can sympathize with a Caribbean person. So at the end of the day. I try not to look at the Caribbean culture or the American culture. I just try to all look at it as the black culture. I try to pull it in one melting pot because at the end of the day, we all black. Right. You know what I mean? We're all black. So right. I don't care if you're American. I don't care if you're Jamaican. I don't care if you're Trini. I don't care if you're from Africa. At the end of the day, we all come from a- Africa. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we all are one. So right. I'm not going to let your culture, you know, prevent me from appreciating you for the person that you are, especially if you bring value to my life. Oh, most definitely, the, most definitely. You know what I mean? Why should most I let definitely. the cultures, the clash of the cultures, impede me from appreciating you and loving you for who you are? For who you are. Right. Preach on, brother. Keep on talking. Keep you know on going. I mean? I'm so, listening. You know, my, my thing is that, you know, like you said, with, with, with one of your son's mothers, that the fact that she's um, she's adopted it, she's appreciated your culture, that's a beautiful thing to me. That's beautiful. Because there was once upon a time I, I I couldn't fathom to think that someone outside the Haitian culture would appreciate the Haitian culture. Look now, how how people from different realms, how they love compa music now. <laughs> they sure do. You know what I mean? You you you, you can go to a reggae, you can go to a, a Jamaican party and they play straight play bare reggae. But there's gonna right. be a point they gotta play the compa. They yeah, have definitely. to play the compa. It wouldn't be a party without it, brother. Exactly. <laughs> you know, to, see, to, see, to see a Jamaican girl doing, um, doing some compa dance with you. What? No, but you know what? I mean, honestly and truly, like, all that 
to me is beautiful because that's that's just basically that's basically people telling me and showing me that there is love in this world and um they're accepting of who you are and and from where you are from you know what i mean just wanting to learn the foods the different foods that you have want to learn how to cook it the different dances and how it is in your country and and you know what i mean i i I hear where where females oh let's 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 go to the country your your mom is from let's go to the country your mom is from and they go you know what i mean not just females just people and people in general but um it's beautiful man when people can show that love and embrace one another's cultures man imagine if this was going on worldwide Man, the world would be a so much better place. Do you know how beautiful and how happy this world would be? Yeah. Oh man, brother! Excuse me. I'm sorry. Sky's the limit to to know how far and how far we can we can go. You know what I mean? But let's be realistic. This is the world we live in. That is you true. Know, there is love in this world. There's plenty of love in this world. But but at the end of the day, there is plenty of hate. You know, um, but um, to go back to where we're where we we've originally started from, growing up Haitian in America. Nah. I want I want to I want to get to the funny points. I want to get to the funny oh. points because <laughs> the funny points are they're hilarious. Oh let's, let's, man, let's stray away from I got the, the, you know the intense which but people just honestly. I'm not saying I don't care. I don't care about the intense stuff because I've lived the intense stuff. I've been a part of the intense stuff. As once again, I am Haitian, born in America. You know what I mean. But um, I grew up Haitian. I didn't grow up American. I mean, I can dissect it even more. My grandfather is Dominican, but at the end of the day, he is African. <laughs> Point blank. Period. Facts. You know what I mean. Um, my father, same thing, Haitian Dominican. You know what I mean. So, but at the end of the day, he is. African, you dig what I'm saying? So, um, people, please, I'm not saying all that other stuff is not important. It is very much important because these are very things that create us, our culture. This is our DNA. This is what is is etched in our in our souls, and just this is who we are. That is, I'm saying. That is definitely true. You know what I mean? So, I'm not walking away from it. Period. Because I'm still staying within the Caribbean culture. Because what I'm what we're about to laugh about. I'm pretty sure no matter where you're from, you can relate. Facts. <laughs> Facts. You can relate. But, um, man, you know, although my mom was Americanized, she still had the accent, like, at the, at the end of the day. Where you so, going, my son? Where you going, son? <laughs> Word. Like, bro, you met my mom. You know my mom. She of was course, man. embarrassing. Oh. May she sleep in peace again. She was very embarrassed. She would embarrass me like crazy. And it just, it was just no avail. Like, I, I could argue, complain, cry till I was blue in the face. And as you know, bro, <laughs> she did not stop. I mean, <laughs> coming to school with the weirdest of shoes, come to my school with the weirdest of shoes. And I would tell her, Ma, I know it's snowing outside, but. Can you not wear those boots? <laughs> wear those boots. Put those on. What you know are those? Where you know, you know, to me it's like, yeah, what are those? Like they have fur all over it. Like, you're not coming to my school in those. So 
my mom, as you know, she was basically what what people call a fashionista today. That's what she was back in the eighties yeah, and nineties. She definitely was. You know what I mean? My mom was Gucci'd out, <laughs> Louis'd out, all that good stuff. Always you know had I mean? her hair dead, nails. Done. Always had, always, always. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't, know, I didn't know these things. You know what I mean? I didn't know none of these things back yeah. in those days. You know but, those um, times I used to wish your moms was my moms. <laughs> Cause yo, my mom. Yo, everyone loved my mom, kid. <laughs> yo, my mom. My mom's was low maintenance. You know what I mean? So low maintenance. My mom would come to the store. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'd be like, oh it's shit. It's all I'm good. It's all good. Nothing but love for mom, man. Nothing but love for mom. But man, I told her, bro, not to come to school in those boots. She came to school in those boots, and then came into the lunchroom like, hey guys. You like my boots? I said, Ma, <laughs> really? Nah. And then she starts eating my school lunch. Like, seriously? And come to find out, those boots are in the closet. They're in a box in the closet. Those boots were Uggs. Mind you, I'm in fifth grade. This whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So my mom... You know, but just, it's not even, just, not even to talk about, you know, her fashion or what she wore. You know, is like she would embarrass me on a regular basis. Like, I mean, I would get butt whoopings in the street, like smack <laughs> clear across the head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my mom was the type to uh, come to school in her rollers and her robe and jeans. With her rollers on? <laughs> and, and, and talking about where's my son and beat me in the school. Man, those were, <laughs> those days were so embarrassing, man. Like, yo, oh, so oh man, so embarrassing. And I kid you not, that man. Listen, growing up Haitian, don't let anyone tell my mom or my grandmother how to discipline any of their children or their grandchildren, whatever. Man, they might discipline. I told them that. Yo, man, I've seen it. I've seen where it's done. I've seen where where they've done it. I've seen where they've done it. Where they've done it. Like they say in French, "héritier de son mère." So basically, that's basically like saying, "like mother, like daughter." Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, she, man, they, man, listen, man, look, look. I'm happy with how I grew up. I had an awesome childhood. I was taught to be responsible. I was taught to also be a kid. I was able to be a kid, have fun, but at the same time, I was t- taught. Laundry, clean the house, and all that good stuff. Man, they, I remember they had me, they had me doing laundry with my bare hands. Uh, bro, I, I've learned, I've learned that way myself. I've learned that way myself. Trust me. Man, they told me how to cook at a young age. You know, very, very young. Yes, I started learning at well, I think it was about eight or nine, maybe. My mom used to embarrass me for the fun of it. You know, like I got the funniest story. I remember, you know, I wanted to pair Jordans. You know, this was this had to be I think ninety three or ninety four. Right, right, right. <laughs> You know, I want to pay Jordans. You know what I mean? I, I'm trying to look good. You know, right. I, mommy, I want Jordans. Oh, you want Jordans? <laughs> you want Jordans, Junior? Okay, no problem. Let's go to Flatbush. So, you know, we walking on Flatbush. You know, I'm ahead of mom. You know, I'm geeked up. You know, we better go. Because you hype. You hype. You about to get your pair of Jordans. Facts. You about to you know show off. Mean? You know, I'm about to show off today well. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm thinking we're going to Ragamuffin. For people who don't know what Ragamuffin is, Ragamuffin is one of the top stores. That's the spot. It's a spot That's where you get spot. all, where you get jiggy. You know what I mean? I can't get jiggy with this shit, you know? So, <laughs> you know, I'm walking up. I'm ahead of moms. 
And I look back and I don't see moms. And then, and then like a few seconds later, I see moms pop up out of nowhere. And she calls me, Judah, Judah, come back. So, you know, I'm in Flatbush and I'm, I'm looking around to make sure nobody sees me because, you know, right, I'm right. cool. right. going to look like this. And then kind of find out as I, as I go closer to moms, she's right by the payless. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh, this can't be. So, you know, my, my, I was ready to shit my heart out. Right, right. So, I, duck, I, I put my head down and I go into the, to the payless, right? Right. And then my mom said, oh, you don't see Junior. This is, this is Jordan. This is the Jordan's man. Come get oh, the Jordan. Oh, man, no. Yo, Jordan, yo, Jordan had five fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan had five fingers. He was able to see the laces in his sneakers. You know? What? I was like, you know what? I'm not getting those Jordans. You ain't going to get me. And yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, seen yeah. some, I, I seen some Everlast. But the Everlast had a style of a feline. Right, right, so, you right. Know, I told myself, you know what? I'm gonna try to see if I could put the pants over the Everlast, right? <laughs> so people could, so people could think it's Fila. Well, I guess so, you had us fooled, bro, because I don't ever remember teasing you about having Everlast. Well, listen, man, because it it never lasted. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it only lasted. It only lasted me that one day. Because oh man, you, you remember through our lunch breaks, we used to play football, and we all used, right, right. We used to all swear we was this superstar. Oh yeah, most you, definitely. You were Steve Young. I was like, I was, I was, I was Jerry Rice. You know what I mean? We, Word. You know what I mean? So, you know, we playing football. Oh, man, I made sure I fucked up them Everlast. Oh, I man, you demolished them like that? What? In one day? Man, yo, I, 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 you, you remember you remember the the, the, the field we used to play in was full of rock? It was gravel. It was gravel. It was gravel. It was so, gravel. You, right. you know, my right. black ass was, I was trying to scrape and scuff as much as I can. When I wow. got home, my mom gave me the beating of a lifetime. If anybody knows who grew up in Brooklyn, in these Brooklyn apartments, in every room, <laughs> there's a heater. And it's like a long pole. And I yes. remember vividly that night, my mom pulled out the telephone cord. Oh, man. She proceeded to whoop my ass with flavor. Oof. <laughs> you know what I mean? I climbed up that, I climbed up that pole. It was hot. <laughs> it, it was hot, Daddy. You know, I climbed up that pole. I was Spider-Man that night. You know who saved me? My dad. Like my dad, yo, I, oh, felt, man. I felt like I was on that pole. My mom was like, "Come down now, oh, Junior! Man. I'm going to kill you. Come down now!" Wow, I wasn't coming down. Yo, if my dad didn't come save me, you probably we probably wouldn't be talking right now. I'd probably be six foot under. Cause the oh, way, man. looking at the look in my mom's eyes from on top, perched up in that pole, yo, right, right, right. And my mom swung with that telephone cord. Yeah, I know she, she was missing for dear life. Oh man, yo, my yo, my whole life flashed in front of me. Mm. My whole life flashed in front of me. When I finally come down, yo, you know, you know, Dad, I love you, Dad. If you listen to this, Dad, I love you, man, because you saved my life that night. <laughs> I love you too, Dad. I love you too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because able to do this podcast. <laughs> yo, moms, moms, moms was out for blood. Moms was, oh man, I swear, moms was Tyson before Tyson. <sighs> You know, my mom used to hit me with right hooks. You know what I mean? She used to Listen, jab me up. You know what I mean? Body blows. Brother. Man. Them butt whoopings back in the day. Man. Woo. They were so creative. No, they were very creative. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that with my mom, when I got my butt whoopings, it was funny. I knew when she was serious and when she wasn't serious. First off, for those that know my mom, she's left-handed. So... 
but she's she can use both she's ebidextrous, but she can write better with her left hand. Way better with her left hand. So now when I get in trouble, if my mom picks something up with her right hand, I know I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so you can run away. I'm straight. I ain't that much trouble. She upset, but she gonna get over it in like two minutes. It's okay. But if she picked it up with her left hand, I start crying immediately. Right away. <laughs> no hesitation. Full blown tears. Life is over. God come get me now. Come get me now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come get me now. Like I don't want to live anymore. Because when my mom commenced to whoop in my butt with her left hand, oh man. Man. <laughs> oh man. I'm talking about I seen my great 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 grandkids, brother. Yo, I used to my see- life flashed before my eyes like 20 generations. Man, I used to see Toussaint Louverture. I used to see um Henri Christophe. I used to see <laughs> <laughs> I used to see all of them. They all used to tell me, Kevin, like, hold strong, boy. Hold right, strong. Right, right. You will survive this. Hold strong. You know what oh, I mean? Man. And, and you know what's so funny? When my pops used to whip me, my pops, it was so funny how my pops whipped us. He whipped us with love. And, how do you do that? How do you whoop with love? You know, I love you. Yeah, I this love how, you. This, this, this how, how you do did. that? This is how my dad did. First and foremost, he knew we used to like to add jeans. So first he would do, he would make us take our clothes off. So now you in your tidy whities He won't make you naked, but he put you in your tidy whities right? Right. And then my dad says, lay down on the bed. If you lift your head up, I will start all over again. I'm giving you 20 lashes and no more, no less. Right. But you see, the way my dad gave the lashes, when he came up in the high heavens, when he came down on that ass, it felt like 20 pounds, 20 tons of bricks fell on my ass. And each time <laughs> he left, he dropped one hot on my ass. He's like, my son, I warned you, my son. What did I tell you, Junior? Junior, I bring you to America so you don't become bomb. I bring you to America to be doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yo, that's all they know, bro. <laughs> that's all they know, brother. But you want to be bomb. I will not allow that. Not no, in my house. He- I Hold on, not. before you even continue, people, you do you know what Haitian people call bum? Friends hanging out in front of their buildings. <laughs> you're a bum. You're a bum. Like, you're hanging out outside. It's summer. It's summer. You're hanging out outside with the rest of the neighborhood. Ooh, you're a bum. You're a because bum. Because you're not their child. And they don't know you. They don't know your family. They don't know your family history. So you're a bum. Oh, yeah. And also, if you smoke weed, you're, you're a crackhead. You're a, yeah, crackhead. You're a crackhead. <laughs> Full-blown crackhead. You you smoke weed, but you're a crackhead. Well, you know. So, so yeah, Mo. So like you were saying, your story. <laughs> you know, to this day, I'm still a crackhead to my mom. But you know, we need to hear a deal. We need to hear a deal with that. So you know, w- w- you know, my dad whipped us with finesse. Right, right. You know what I mean? Even though I caught the whipping, <clears throat> I knew he loved me. <laughs> right. I knew he loved me. When my mom whipped my ass, you couldn't. I couldn't decipher if she loved me or hated me. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't decipher. My mom used to have me bamboozled. There was times I'm like, does she really love me? Right, right. You know, imagine after you get your whooping and you go in your corner and you cry, man, I can't wait to leave the house. Right. Yeah, I've said that plenty of times. You know what I mean? I said, I'm. Man, listen, I remember one time my mom was whooping my butt, man. 
And I went to the door to open that door. She said, if you open that door, you better never come back. Because if you come back, I'm going to whoop your butt worse. (laughs) Yo, bro, let me tell you something, man. Immediately, immediately, right away, I said, okay, so if I leave, I ain't going to have nowhere to sleep. Where am I going to go? I'm like, man, listen, I locked the door right back. Got the rest of that butt whooping. And you know what? Later on, my mom, I was, where was I? In my mom's arms watching a movie with my thumb in my mouth because I used to suck my thumb. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, folks, it's like, yeah, we got butt whoopings. You know, it was intense, you know, and and this is in in, in American households as well. This is why I said many people of of many cultures can relate. That is true. But at the same time, at the same time, you have some people in our in our culture, in our that are Haitians that can look at us and say, I've never been beaten before that are our that are our age. They can look at us in our face and say, I've never been beaten before. My parents never beat me. Well, you know what? You know what it is, too? A lot of a lot of um, Caribbean people, not only Haitians, but a lot of Caribbean people, when they right. came to America, they truly adopted the American way. You know? Right. And, and you got to realize in those times, that's when they <laughs> was trying to curb. They was trying to curb whooping children. You know what I mean? Right. Very they true. Was, Very they true. was trying to they was trying to curb it. You so, had the uh, what's that BCW or BCS, whatever it was called. Yeah, it was it was one of those. It was now we have ACS, you know, you know what I mean? it, it was a school with a burn on their arm. It's like, how did this happen? Oh my gosh. True, what there was, happened? There was, the even, there was even a commercial. There was even a commercial where um I think um they, they was being abused by their parents. Physically abused. Wow. And I, you know, I never paid that commission on mine because I know I'm not crazy. Right. I may look, I may look crazy, but call my call cops on my parents. Negro, please. Negro, please. Negro, please. Call call cops on who? You know, and 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 that's just it too. It's like, it's like they've taken away the way we should should, or the way we want to discipline our kids. It's like. But at the same time, I'm not completely opposed to their way of thinking neither. With me, in my household, I think I, I'd have a little bit of both, but more so of the American because we're in America, let's be for real. You know what I mean? But um, don't get me wrong. I'm never going to be afraid to threaten to bust your head open. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um because honestly and truly we we need to speak to our kids more. Talk to them more and what I mean by talk to them more like people speak to their kids but then they wash it down. You know, are you with me? No, they, I'm here. They wash it down. And what I mean by they wash it down is they talk to their kids, but they still keep them naive to certain other things. So don't tell them the full blown story of a, of a certain situation or whatever topic, you know, like if you want your kids to stay in line. And what I mean by stay in line, I'm just mean like not getting to the foolishness that's out there in the streets, warn them about it, about it, let them know about it. And honestly and truly out in growing up in a Haitian household in a Caribbean household, it's not that I wasn't warned about it, but it was how I was told about it. 
I was being, I was in trouble for being part of it when I wasn't part of it, basically. So basically, when they would tell me about it, it's like, it's like I already did it. You understand what I'm saying to you? It's like you're telling me about it, but you're yelling. You're, yo, bums. You see the kids hanging out in the street, and then you yelling. You're looking at me. Oh, I dare you see you hanging out in the streets and you know, blah, 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 blah. I didn't do anything. Like, oh, yeah, don't talk back to me. You know what I mean? So it's like, now you got me looking at them like, hmm, maybe they're cool. Why don't you want me to hang out with them? They, exactly. they didn't do nothing to her. Let me go see what it is. You know what I mean? So they didn't really talk to us. But we're in a position where as Caribbean Americans, you know, and you know, as Caribbean Americans in this country, you know, we yes, we have the Caribbean upbringing and morals and principles, but we also have the American um, version as well within us, and still, that is true. Excuse, excuse me, instilled in us. So yes, let's we should talk to our kids more. You know what I mean? Nah, like, converse with them. Agree. I mean, let them know that, yo, we're not on the same level cause, because I'm parent, you're a child. But at the same time, if you want me to see you as an emerging adult, a growing adult, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me let, speak to you. Let, let's, 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 let's converse. Let me see where you are. And let me get you to see where I am and how understanding I can be towards your plight, what you're going through, what's going on in your life. What's happening in your life, your growth, you know what I mean? The knowledge you're attaining outside of, outside, you're um, uh, um, retaining outside of home. You know what I mean? Of course, as we know, education starts from home, but let me know what you're getting outside of home so that if something is being said to you wrong, I can interpret or, or, or add my two cents if it makes any sense. You dig what I'm saying? But you see, I'm glad you mentioned that because, like, now, like, me and you, we both have teenage children, right? Right. Children that they teenage years, right? And, you know, as you know, our children, they push in, they push in young adulthood. And, like, the way we were raised, we can't, we can't, we couldn't raise them that way. Right. Because we, we in a different time and different place. So now, for us as parents, we have to do more dialogue than ever before. Right. We have to do way more dialogue than ever before. And I didn't really get dialogue with my parents. Right. Because it was their way or the highway. Right. Yes. Yes. Very yeah. true. Very true. If, 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 if you couldn't, if you couldn't, if you couldn't adhere to their, to their, to what they told you to do, get the hell on. Right. Get out. So, you know, growing, growing up, growing and, up. Like that, before you even continue, what was it? <clears throat> what was it? L'école Lakai. And Lake Lake Lake. That's what <clears throat> school, home, church. That's the only place he's supposed to be going. School, home, and church. But yeah, finish exactly. your story, brother. So, like, like for me, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Like, there was one time I was about to, I was about to bust my son's ass, right? Man, I'm ready to put my my side twelve and a half up is where the sun don't shine. Right. <laughs> and guess who comes save him? Your mother. My mom's. Of course. And I looked at my moms. I'm like, yo, moms, the nerve of you. You used to literally kill me. There was times. <laughs> there was times. There was times. You know, you know one time I actually contemplated suicide. Oh wow. When you were younger. Yeah, I was younger, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't gonna do it, but you know, I you were like, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? My mom said, then do it then. My mom said, then do it. Oh then. man. 
you know, and and I see how she's trying to defend this boy. I'm like, yo, mom, you serious? She's like, no, he's good kid. You was bad kid. You was vagabond. Oh man. He was like, bro. I'm like, thank you, moms. You 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 really you really making it easier for me to raise this boy now. You sure making it easier for me. Thank you, mommy. She's like, no, you welcome because you didn't listen. So he don't listen. You know, you get in your kama. That's your kama. <laughs> that's your kama. Not karma. She said that's karma, kama. but kama. <laughs> kama. That's your kama, Junior. I'm oh, like, thank man. you, moms, for the kama. Oh boy, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So. You know, you know, grow, you know, growing up like that, you know, I can, you know, now I can sit back and just laugh and appreciate my moms, you right. know, love, you know, um, love on my parents even more. Tell them I appreciate them because to this day, man, I'm always thanking them, man. Because right. yeah, I've been, I've been incarcerated, but if they didn't whoop my ass, I'd probably still be incarcerated. No, I I'd mean, be... look, man, you're you're so right, man. I mean, look. It's crazy because yeah, we over the years we get into our, we get ourselves into situations that we shouldn't be in, but um at the end of the day, what corrects us and what keeps us from getting into other situations is at the end of the end of the day how we were brought up, because then we start to once we once we truly become men, adult men, mature, responsible. Men that hold themselves accountable for their actions. Once you become that, then you look at life differently. You smell life differently. You think <clears throat> differently. You know what I mean? And 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 look, coming from my perspective, once I once I was once I started doing all of that, and then most importantly for me, adding God into my life, man, things just started to change drastically, bro. And I'm I'm never ever gonna hide the fact that you know I'm a Christian man. I'm a believer in Christ. You understand what I'm saying to you? And um, that was part of what helped me get over a lot of situations. Get out of a lot of situations. Go through so many hurdles. Break down many walls. Dodge and, and juke uh, my all my strongholds. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? like, But real talk is like, these are the things that kept us grounded brother because i can even i can even speak for you when i say christ because we grew we came out of that lifestyle together singing in the school choir church choir you know what I mean? yeah all that. that was us coming up you know what i mean and and you know people i've heard people say well you you had it good coming up yeah my mom did things to keep me away from the block but at the end of the day it doesn't mean i didn't see the block that is true. It doesn't mean I didn't see the block. It doesn't mean I didn't see what was going on. I had to go in and out. It's not like she had me modeling and, and, and doing all that stuff and I was trapped in the apartment. No, I had to go outside. And during the summer, what did I do? I hung out with the kids in the building outside. So, outside. yeah, I had a good upbringing, but at the end of the day, the things that influenced me coming up was this culture. You know, what, 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 quote on, I'm using air quotes here, the American culture, but at the end of the day, it's 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 the american haitian trini jamaican whatever culture that's what it is because at the end of the day it's it's many of us coming together and creating something within our community within our neighborhoods within our respective neighborhoods and 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 becoming that cuz you can even see from the way people dress you you can tell who hang out with who because what happens? They might dress like people from other neighborhoods, 
but there's something distinct about them. That is true. You dig what I'm saying? Because these are a group of friends that hang out together all the time. So chances are nine times out of eight times out of ten, they're gonna like the same things. Or influence or influence into liking the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So but um I said that to say where was I going with this? I just went on a tangent. But um yeah, so <clears throat> that is what molded us. That is what keeps keeps us grounded and, and 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 have us to the point where we are today. Because yeah, we could have still been running the streets. We could have still been doing foolishness. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we grew up a certain way. We were taught a certain way. And then we learned a different culture's way of living. Yeah, we definitely now did. Now we're men. So now we're impl- implementing the struggles and the hard works of, of the 400 years of slavery, the, the, the years our mothers were in their countries and struggling and going through whatever they, go, they were going through, our grandmothers, great-grandmothers or whatever, back in Haiti, and then, and then coming to this country and then they're doing it. So this is, these are all the things we learned and we've adopted. So now we have hard worker on our back. We have work to, we drop on our back. And now we have work smart work savvy, invest, own business, become entrepreneur. So now you combine that, the entrepreneurial, the investing and all that good stuff from this culture that, that we didn't know or a lot of us didn't know back in our country. And then now you add the hard work, the blood, sweat and tears and all that to all of that. Then now you, you're basically creating a monster. It's like street smarts and book smart. Once you have both, what do you do? <clears throat> And you see, that's what that's what that's what I fell in that lane, because um, you know I'm not trying to brag, but I was a pretty small kid in school. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, I was, I was yeah. Pretty small I, kid remember. In you know, I, I remember. I remember. I needed you. You used to help me with math. Yeah, math was my shit. You, know what I mean? you used math to help me with math. Shit. I remember. You know what I mean? I remember. So like, for me, like school, I didn't care for school, but I loved numbers. And bro, when I, you know what? I say not to cut you off, I say that all the time. I love, 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 love learning. But to be in school and have to sit down at a desk. Yeah, I was I was feeling that. It was like, oh I can't stand this. I cannot stand it. I don't like it. I mm-hmm. don't like it at all. But I love learning because I'm con- I'm constantly learning. Once I see a book, oh, that seems interesting. I'm gonna read it, skim through it, then you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it. You know what I mean? But yeah, so like you were saying. <clears throat> yeah, like, you know, um, you know, math was my shit. Right. So, you know, you know, with that being said, I, I took my smarts in math and applied it in the streets. Right. So, you know, I'm not saying I was some big time, but you know, I think I made enough. You did enough to I mean, you know, do to, what you to, gotta to, do. Yeah, sustain myself. Right. But you know. I got nothing to show for it. You know what I mean? All, all the money I made in the streets, I got nothing to show for it because it was fast money. And you know how fast money goes. The same way it came in is the same way it, go up, it goes out. But, and, but you know what? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But, you know, you know, I remember, you know, and I remember growing up, people always say, oh, that's easy money. That's easy money. They don't realize just how hard it is to get that money to make that money. Oh, they don't. They don't realize the struggle. They people don't know. And I'm not. And you know what? Please don't get me wrong. I'm not bigging up drug dealers. Anybody that's trafficking drugs, I'm not praising it. 
You know what I mean? But I once did it, and and am I against it? Yes, I am against it. But if you do, you do what you do. But just I'm against it. I could I don't do it anymore. And and that was my past life. That was my past self. You understand what I'm saying to you? But um, people just don't understand and realize just how hard it is to actually do that. Just how much thinking and how much stress it is. No, it, it, it's a very stressful. It's a very stressful um, realm to get into because you're always looking over your shoulders. You're paranoid. You don't know who's trying to jump out, you boys. Your closest you friends. You know what I mean? You don't know. You know what I mean? Like Feds, the detectives. You, know, who, you, you don't know you who name it. Right. You. you know what I mean? So like, you know, I'm so grateful when I got caught. I got caught by myself. You know what I mean? I didn't get caught with nobody but my black ass. Correct. My, you know, I did my time. You know what I mean? And you know, I went on. I went on about my business, but like. While okay, that- hold on. Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. When that happened, we're growing up in a Haitian household. Oh. What was your mother and father's reaction as Haitian <sighs> parents? Listen, Hearing that my- their son has been arrested for drug trafficking, whatever. My mom gave me a one-way ticket to hell. Ooh. She was like, you going to hell, Junior? I raise you to be better than this. Right. You have me come all the way here to come see you. Right. Junior, what's going on? Imagine your mom coming to see you and you and, and a glass is between. You know, is the glass that saved me? Because I know my mom would try to throw haymakers at me. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know what I mean? I'm you 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 know what you know what pushed me to be an author? It was it was my birthday back in 08, right? Right. Um, my mom's brought my daughter. My daughter was, yeah, she she had just turned two at the time. And I recall seeing my daughter banging on the glass saying, Daddy, Daddy. And it tore me apart to see my little princess calling out to me, but I can't get to her. And she's crying. Right. Profusely to hold her daddy, but her daddy can't touch her. So mm. that night, I wrote the very first chapter of my very first book. And um, I had an older gentleman, you know, American gentleman. Who held me accountable? Mm-hmm. So every every morning he he expected a chapter from me. If I didn't bring a chapter to him, he said I owe him two. Right. I remember you telling me this story. You know, so like and you know, being incarcerated, you know, I hated the fact I was in there, but I learned so much. Cause it shaped my it shaped my worldview. It shaped my views. Right. To to know that despite the fact that I disappointed my parents, because my parents were, were truly hurt. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact I disappointed my parents, I used that as a way to propel myself to re- for redemption. So, like, what I do as a writer, I try to do, you know, some some um some motivational speaking gigs, you know, from time to time. But I try to talk to the young young kings out there, the young queens out there. Right. I don't want them to make the same mistakes. As we all should. As we all should, especially when we're accomplished and we have a story to tell. Most definitely, I agree. You know what I mean? So, like, what you know, what, what you know. That being said, like, where I'm at now, I'm not where I want to be, but nonetheless, I'm proud of myself. Right. Because I could have been dead. I could have been six foot under for playing the streets. I could have been locked up and never, never seen daylight for playing with the streets. But you know, despite the fact I played with the streets, I was able to learn from it. You know, I paid the consequence and still live to see another day and tell my story. Right. So other people you know, the younger generation could do better than me. 
you know. So, like, I, I just say this to say that as a Haitian man growing up in America, I don't regret one day that I have living on in, in the United States of America. Yeah, I've been through a lot of hardship as a black man because, you know, at the end of the day, people's always going to look at the skin of your color and hold that against you. But nonetheless, I'm so happy. Um, like, I'm so grateful my parents brought me to America, not only to America, but to New York. Right. Where it's a melting pot. It's right. not only it's not only that I learned about the Caribbean cultures like the Jamaicans, Trini, um, Bayesians, St. Vincent. I also learned about Jewish people. I also learned about Russian people. Pakistani I also learned about people. Polish. You name it, yes. You know what I mean? Right. So I was able, you know what I mean, being in New York, I was able to immerse myself in these different cultures, try their foods. Right. You know what I mean, learn right. their cultures, learn their concepts, learn their way of thinking. I have a better understanding and, and, and a newfound respect for their culture, for who they are, and 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 understand that they're here for the same reasons you're here. Precisely. <laughs> you know, it's like at the end of the at the end of the day, that's like so how can you look at them any different from you? Exactly. Like, who gave me that right? Exactly. No, most definitely. You know, who gave my black ass that right? I didn't have that right. Right. You know, so, like, you know, knowing what I know now, man, I'm so appreciative. I'm so appreciative for my struggles. You know, I'm so appreciative for my past. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of things I'd like to change, but nonetheless, I'm still appreciative. You know? I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world because I, I know my my you know I'm I'm working towards a better future for my kids than my than my present right than my current present so right no same here brother same here I mean one one thing you know growing up in a Caribbean in a Caribbean household watching my friends grow up in Caribbean households. One thing I do, I did take from everyone that I've met, even my friends that weren't Caribbean and just came from other countries. They're like their father's going to work and mother's working or whatever. One thing I've learned is that there's a fight in all of us. That is true. We all have something that we're fighting for, that we're working towards. And as long as we have air in our lungs, as long as we're able to wake up, thank God and keep on fighting. Keep on going. Keep on going. Because that's one thing they taught me, bro. Brother, if you look at all the people that came before us that are in their 80s, they're, they're in their 60s. 70s, 80s, 90s, even in their hundreds that are still here, that are still moving about, that are still laughing and joking. They came before us. There's a reason why they're still here. That is definitely true. You know what that I mean? So, true. so I aspire to eventually be that 80-year-old man walking around Coming to New York on vacation and um, walking around like like I'm still young, like I still got it, like I'm still GQ Mo, you know what I mean? 
Like I'm still sexy. <laughs> like I still got it. You know what I mean? Hey man, yo, I see you doing your time, thing. I see you doing your thing in the gym, brother. At this, thank you, thank you. You already know Mo Fitness. <laughs> but you at the I mean? same got, time, got to put a shameless plug real quick. <laughs> got, got to, got to. <laughs> but, but like I was saying, at the same time, I want to be able to do that with my wife by my side. You know who you are, girl. With my wife by my side, you know what I mean. And we still standing strong, still working out, still dancing. You know what I mean? Still loving one one another strong. And and me coming out of a Caribbean household, her coming out of a Caribbean household, you know, and and just continue living within this country we call America. I mean, by then, chances are we won't live in this we won't be in this country anymore. And that's something I know that's gonna happen for a fact. I'm definitely moving out of America, once I hit a certain age, I'm leaving America. <laughs> That's a fact. I'm going back home to Haiti, man. Oh, I'm going back to Haiti, and then I'm going to have a house in Africa. I feel you on that. You know what I mean? I feel you on that. But, um, yeah, man, I've gotten hard work. Keep on going. Keep on working for what you believe in. And what they believed in was what? Going to work, going to school, paying the bills, paying the rent paying the mortgage. So they worked hard to pay their bills. They worked hard to pay their mortgage. They worked hard to pay their rent. That's a They fact. worked hard to take care of us. You dig that's what I'm saying? Fact. So so that's what they taught me. Because I have because I have more technology, because I have more freedoms today, does that mean I'm not I'm gonna not do what I was taught? No, because this is what Caribbean parents taught us. Why are we letting go of our ancestry? Why are we letting go of who we are. That is so true. That that is so true. I can't, I'm not going to stop being Haitian to appease another culture, to appease another people, to make another people feel better. I'm going to embrace my Haitian. I'm going to embrace my Caribbean as we all should embrace where we come from, where we are from, our cultures, our ethnicities, our religions. But at the same time, we are still all one people. So they should be all one love and just respect one another's cultures, our others' belief systems, what they believe in, what they eat, how they live. You dig what I'm saying? No, nah, that, that's a fact, King. You know what I mean? I'm 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 Natis Natal. And this I mean? is me growing up in a Caribbean household. I'm talking about how a Caribbean mother was teaching me what she was telling me. This is me growing up Caribbean in America, Haitian in America. I was told to love even the racist people because at the end of the day, they weren't, they, they, they weren't born racist. They were taught to be racist. That's a fact. That is a fact. You do what I'm saying? So love, even love the racist people. I was, I was taught to speak Haitian Creole. I heard it. I saw it. I heard it in my sleep. I heard it when I was awake. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, what do you think is going to happen? And when I say a, a word wrong, what do they do? They correct me. So mm-hmm. it, it's only right that I learned to speak Creole, right? Yep. It's the same way. If they're hearing racism, people are speaking racism, they're hearing racism when they're sleeping, when they're awake. So guess what? They're going to eventually be that. But that's not who they truly are. So at the end of the day, man, I was taught to love everyone. And this was this was being taught to me in a Haitian household, in a Caribbean household, in our school, in our private school. Where we had Jamaicans, Haitians, Trinis, Guyanese, we had it Spanish all. Spanish here or two. You know we what I'm saying? We had them all in our school. We had it all. 
we had it all in our private school and that was a religion that was the adventist religion it definitely was and we had people that were different that that were different religions in our school you dig what i'm saying so and, and it was it, it for for me you know what i mean i appreciate those, those that time oh yeah time was so much simpler you know i remember yeah. the days when we used to walk to the bus stop together Right, you know I mean? crack jokes with one another. You know, what I mean, I remember when we used to all run together for the bus. Right, the yeah. Bus, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Throwback. You know, what I mean, I remember those days. Sometimes we had shoes on, so imagine you had to run with hard bottom shoes. I remember those days. You know, <laughs> you know. So like, you know, looking back in those days, man, I cherish those moments. You know, what I mean, oh, yeah, like, man, most when, definitely, you have to. Like when I talk to you, when I talk to the other brothers we grew up with, man, like I get nostalgic. I get nostalgia. Nostalgia. Right. I know the I know the struggle that we went through. We we right. struggled together. You know right. what I mean? You know we struggled together. So you know, looking back now, man, you know I don't I wouldn't change what we went through in the world, man, because it was a beautiful experience. You know what I mean? Despite the struggle, the struggle was beautiful because I always see beauty in the struggle. Oh, yeah, most definitely. There is definitely beauty in the struggle because when you're struggling, that is when you really get to know the capacity and levels to which of which to which you can be the person you can be, you know what I mean? With and what I mean by that is a person that doesn't struggle. How can I put this without without being offensive? Because I don't want to be offensive in no way, shape, or form towards no one. Um, okay, so when you struggle, right? You grow. You have a deeper appreciation for certain things in life that a person that doesn't struggle. Not saying that they won't appreciate it, but they won't appreciate it as much as you would, as much as you do. Why? I totally because agree. They don't have that same level of struggle, so it could be. Don and Billy. Don grew up struggling. Billy didn't grow up struggling. But. And they lived in the same neighborhood, went to the same school. You dig what I'm saying? Lived right across the street from each other. Both live in a house. But Billy struggled all his life. Mom struggling to pay the mortgage. Dad can't get a job, whatever. And Billy, he's good. Mom got job, dad got job, everything's paid on time. Whatever he wants, he gets. You know what I mean? Doesn't have to worry about it. He gets his car whenever he wants. You know, he got his car. But now, he's like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, I got a car. You know, good, great. I'm able to buy a car. Okay, great. Or my parents gave me a car. Okay, cool. You know, but then Don over here is like, yo, you gave me a car? Yo, yeah. Well, once again... Understand what I'm saying to you. It's not to say they don't say they don't appreciate or they're not grateful because they are. It's just that the journey was different to get to the car. Point blank period. The journey was different to get to the success. At the end of the day, they both achieved. So there's going to always be a level of gratitude, a level of appreciation. It's just going to be different. Because the road on their journey was different. You dig what I'm saying? That's definitely true. 
That is definitely true. The people who struggle, they're more appreciative when they get something. They see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it's not that that's a that it's not that that's a bad thing. It's not that that's a bad thing because that's been me. Where I got something, I'm like, oh yeah, oh great, yeah, I got it. But then someone, I see someone else get it, and it's like, oh my gosh, whoa, you know, I'm gonna cherish this forever. I'm like, it's not that serious, and I treat it like it's nothing. But then they treat it like it's like God made it and gave it to them. You dig what I'm saying? Man, what I can say, man, like. Like especially to all our listeners, like if you if you're able to relate to what me and Mo have stated, man, I'm 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 truly happy. If you're not, I understand. But like being a Caribbean man, growing up in in America, but yet through it all, still finding a way to blend both the cultures together and incorporate it into your life. Like I just feel that. Like folks like us, we're 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 much more. How would I put it? We're much more vast. Right. Like we like we're we're interchangeable in a sense that we're able to adapt. Right. To so many things, to so many people. Right. But we like I truly feel like there's not a person in this world I can't adapt with. I can't. I can't. You know, I'm not going to say relate to, but I can't have a conversation with. Oh wow. Shit, I, Mo, I, can have a, I, have a, I can have a conversation with a KKK. Mo, I just realized we're we're like over time. <laughs> no, nah, nah, really, we're not over time. We 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 end when we want to. Well, you know what? You're right. We're we're right on time. <laughs> you know, we always on time because we end when we want to. You know, this was such a great topic. We just had to. Elaborate. Even, I didn't even realize the time. That, that's how deep and profound this topic was. You know, because this is this is what we experienced. So. For us experiencing this, like this was, you know, it was very necessary right. that we got it off our chest. Right. Most definitely. Most definitely. But um, so uh, what are we doing? Are we ending it here? Hey, man. Well, all I want to say, man, you know, we got to we got to plug what we got going on in these streets. Oh, yeah. Most you definitely. Know, you know, I don't know for the people out there, as you know, you know, my, you know, I'm 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 Mo. I'm the other Mo, but my actual name is Moise Michelle. I go by God with many visions. I'm a three-time author. I got three books, A Thin Line Between Friendships and Relationships, Volume 1, with my co-author, Jeannie Saeed. I got my children's book, um, Kwame and His Great Adventures, Kwame Meets Jackie Robinson. I also got my very first book, A Thin Line, uh, Diamond in the Rough, Trials and Tribulations of a Southern Belle. If you are interested, you will get my books on Amazon, Amazon Kindle, iTunes, Kobo. Barnes and Noble. I'm also um, I write poems from time to time. I'm a freelance journalist. You can check out my website at GodWithManyVisions.com, and you can also check me out on um, IG GodWithManyVisions. And there's an underscore between the God with and the many. Awesome, awesome. God, the, the man is decorated, y'all. Like I mean, yo, that's my bro right there. He's doing it. He's doing it. And um, I'm Mo, the other Mo. Uh, <laughs> I, government name <laughs> Moise <laughs> Nelson um, I go by Mo uh, I'm a personal trainer, realtor uh, getting into some serious marketing ventures here um, working on some things um, see me soon on, a, on some serious motivational tips um, my business is called uh, Mo Fitness 
my own personal training business. You want that body to be whipped into shape and into great shape. Hey man, give me a holler. Give me a shout. You know, I'm, I'm all for the fitness and building better minds, better bodies and souls. Cause I don't just rejuvenate you and, 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 and work you out within your physical. I'm working you out within your mental as well, within your soul as well. I'm feeding you that positive energy that you need, you know? So once again, Mo Fitness, you can catch me on IG at Mo Fitness 2. Um, yeah. You know, that's 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 pretty much it. This is Two Kings politicking. You know where we're here every Saturday at 5 p.m. Unless we're, you're told otherwise. But um, next week's episode, what what are we what are we touching base on? Relationships and connections we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a whole lot, you know. And Queens, I'm giving a disclaimer from now. Don't come for us, please. We please just, don't come so, for us, please. We, we're only we talking from the perspective of a man exactly. with an understanding of women, but the perspective of a man. And we're going to be respectful because, you know, like I truly believe, like I post every day, every day is Black Women's Day. Amen. Queens, I, I celebrate y'all, honor y'all because without y'all, we wouldn't be here. Y'all have the mitochondrial DNA. Y'all could give birth to any color, creed, or race in this country. So Amen. black queens, Amen. I love you. I love y'all to death. I love but y'all. Please, love y'all. Do not hold next week's conversation against us. Please just, don't. Please, please, you know please, I mean? please don't. Chill, chill. You know, chill. We, we change. <laughs> I change. I change. I'm not, I'm not the same man. I'm changing. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts, facts. But um, so stay tuned, y'all. We have more greatness coming your way. Uh. Two Kings Politicking, and we out. We out. Peace, kings and queens. Peace, kings and queens.